Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, who who are you? Who who the heck are you? Who are you? I was going to sing it, like the, the thing from The Who, but then... Who are you? Yeah. Well, David, that's what I'm trying to find out. Who am I? Who are you? This sounds like a child's book. I know my <laughs> daughter, we had once something about, and who are you? Yeah. I had all the who do you want to be, what do you want to be when you grow up questions, and I was always like, how can you expect me to know the answer to that? I don't, I don't know. It's too many options. <laughs> Still, just yeah. have you figured it out yet? No. Anyway, <laughs> this is, dear listeners, episode one eleven of the Kick Some ADHD podcast with I'm Dana Rayburn and my friend David Johnson. This is defining your who. Yeah, it's a very vertical thing. It's one one one. It's a, it's a triple, you know, it's like 11 one just like The Hobbit. 11 one Yeah. I like that, 11 one Yes. Yeah. And David is recording from the breakfast room at a hotel in Texas. So if there is background noise and crinkling dishes, just bear with it. Or me. cheesy music. I don't know. Or cheesy music. <laughs> Hopefully my audio <laughs> gear is better than that, but I guess we're going to find out. But, we are. I'm yeah. not hearing a thing oh, other good, than good. you. Well, that's good. Yeah. But so last week was so great because we did this sort of in, we went inward and then we translated that inward thing into the outward, but we hit on this thing. And I remember the moment when we were, when we were recording last week's episode, Dana, where you went, we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah. Yeah, because we do mention who are you, we who do. do you want to be, yeah, a lot on this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to ask in life of myself and other people. And that is why we're digging into it more today, because I realized that I say that a lot. And then, so how do you define it? How do you define who you want to be? How do you figure it out? Well, we're not really tight. How do you remember? And and for, for those, I mean, anybody that's listened to many episodes of this podcast, you've heard us talk about this many times. But if this if you're newer to the podcast, you may not even realize, like, what? Why are they even talking about who? What is that? Who do you want to be? Question. Why does it matter? So maybe maybe we should just expand on that just a moment. Before, let's. Yeah. Let's. OK, so to re- refresh last week, exactly. we talked about the inside work of living easier with ADHD. That's the emotional part, the mindset part, the the inner um, mind, emotional work that we have to do. And then we also talked about the outside part of living with ADHD, the skills, the habits, the brain care, all of those things. And part of the inside work is is the who do we want to be? And so that is our mindset, thinking patterns, awareness, and emotions. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So does that explain it enough, David? So it's, I think so it's this idea that living easier with attention deficit is more than taking meds. It's more than some tick, trip. Oh, I can speak. I can. <laughs> Tips and tricks. Exactly. It is, we've got to look broader, more holistically, 
at ourselves in our lives. And this gives us that that sort of target that we're shooting for. This, I mean, we're not we're not we're not saying we're going to change overnight, but it's it's like the Yogi Berra quote that was like, if you don't if you don't you know decide where you're going, then you may not get there. <laughs> Yeah, Which exactly. I think he said it more confusingly than that. But anyway, it was it's hilarious because whatever his quote was, when you thought about it, you were like, wait. But anyway, you, this is a, this is like the thing that sets up the guidelines for so many of the other decisions that we end up having to make when we're trying to make improvements and, and yes. so many of the, the things that we do. Yeah. And David, you made an important point that we're not expecting this overnight, mm. that this is long-term work and the the who you want to be can and will change over time yeah because if you are very disorganized and who you want to be as a more organized person eventually as you work on it and build those skills and focus on it and get more organized then that one becomes a back burner as we've talked about before something that's more in place and just needs a little attention and then the who do you want to be you find different things yeah i also think that you know we said i think we may have said this last week that there's a sometimes it's easier to define who you don't want to be yes that that you start and it's funny because between when we recorded our, our episode for last week and today i i became aware of something that i didn't realize was still an issue in in my little universe. And so I have added something that, I mean, I've reframed it now to the positive into my own thinking about who I want to be, but it started by becoming aware that I still have this thing that happens that I just didn't realize was, was happening. And it's because I, I have this little blind spot, you know? And so it's, it's, I I thought, I thought it was just fascinating sometimes the timing of things, you know, it's like I discovered that just in time for us to have this conversation today. Oh, good. Oh, hopefully you'll tell us more about it. If you want, but you know, this isn't about me, so we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's about all of us. All right. So today we're digging deeper into that important question for the inside work of who do you want to be and why do we care about the who? Because it gives us a target and helps us adjust in the moment. As David was just talking about, he realized, oh, I do this and I need to change that. And yeah, you can say, who do you not want to be? However, I am a person who believes in focusing on what we want and not what we don't want. Agreed. Because I I believe the universe tends to give us what we focus on. And if we focus on what we don't want, then it has a tendency to send more of that. We produce the outcome, even if we use the word not in front of it. It's, yes. it's weird how it works. It's so bizarre, but I've seen it over and over in my life. It's much better yeah. to define your, 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 your goal in terms of what you really want instead of what you don't want. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes. So I've got some examples here, David, we oh, can cool. talk about. So suppose my who is to be calm, yet I notice I'm running around frantic and I'm late. Knowing why I want to be calm gets my attention. And that allows me to adjust in the moment, or at least to be aware that I have work to do on that. Oh, I want to be calm. I want to be a calm person, yet I'm running around frantically and hysterically. Oh, look at that, Dana. Okay, what are you going to do about it? 
That's a great example. Not that any of us yeah. tend to be running around frantic because no. we're doing the stuff at the last minute or anything like that. Because no, that's not who we are. This next example I did last night. I was at an airport and I know I wasn't with David on his trip. I was on a different trip and I was at an airport and one of my who's is to be kind. And yet I got a little bit short with one of the servers who was not giving me the service that you would expect. However, I got short with this person and who knows what was happening in her life. And it wasn't, you know, I don't know. And anyway, and I, but I, I had a little bit of it and it wasn't on the realm of bitchiness. It was really very, very slight. However, I realized afterwards, oh, that's not who I want to be. I want to be kind, kind. Yeah. And I didn't beat myself up. I didn't go into shame. I just stepped back and thought about it. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for an example... Yes, David, have you an example? I have, yeah, so this thing that I I realized, you know, we, I think, talked about this some months ago on the podcast even, that um, I was appearing to be angry on the outside when I wasn't angry at anyone on the outside. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't angry inside about anyone, except I was angry at myself and I didn't realize that I was having that sort of anger. And it was, it's that, it's that, well, I don't think I'm alone in this as a, you know, as a person with ADHD where, where you're like, dang it, I, I've done X, Y, Z mistake. I've made X, Y, Z mistake again. Dang it. You know? And I, and I would, and, and I was, I actually didn't months ago, I didn't realize that there was any anger at all. But it was not only was it manifesting as anger, but people around me thought I was mad at them. And I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you at all in the slightest. And so then I, so I became aware of the anger and I toned it down. I was able to be to, to have to build more awareness of it and recognize it when it was happening. But it turns out that there was a there was a way in which it was still occurring. But I just didn't I didn't the, the signs weren't on my radar. And so through some conversations here recently, I became aware that it's that it's happening still. And it's like, you know, I don't want to be an angry person. So I want to be someone who accepts myself for who I am. And that doesn't mean that I want to be someone who doesn't make improvements. So I'm not saying I want to accept the status quo. But what I am saying is that I'm not going to be angry at myself. So I'm reframing that in terms of I am accepting of who I am today, knowing that I'm heading in the direction of becoming who I want to be. David, that's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I just patted that's myself wonderful. on the back. Yeah, because, uh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, and and you. you did and you did something very important there is you you're owning your stuff. Absolutely. You've got to you've got to look at your stuff and own it and move forward from there. Um, over the weekend I was around a number of people who do not own their stuff. Oh, and boy. they're they're just they're wallowing and they're stuck. Yeah. And it's you gotta step back and look at at you and say, okay, this is what I do. I may not like it. Who do I want to be instead? I wonder how common it is for people with ADHD to truly not own our stuff. I I, I guess I, some of it's personality or whatever. But I for me, I I sort of generally kind of got to the place where I accepted that I was at fault for whatever was going on anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, we may own more of our stuff than exactly. Possibly. You're hitting on you're hitting the nail on the head. It's like you know, actually, and we probably own other people's stuff even. Yeah, that means then that we need to be real, really be, clear and realistic about it. Absolutely, and have at least awareness. We don't want to build resentment and anger t- towards others for their stuff, but we at least need to be able to understand when it's not our stuff. And yes. So that because we can't we can't actually work on their stuff. <laughs> we can only work on ours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And often yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> to avoid going into deep psychological things, we have to be responsible for our own stuff and realize what is our stuff and other people's stuff because everybody needs to be responsible for their own stuff. Yeah. And having a realistic assessment of all of that is, is not always easy. So, you know, this this process of defining our who is actually really helpful to help kind of raise awareness about where those, you know, boundaries are between ours and theirs. Exactly. Cool. Let's go over our guidelines okay. for who you want to be. Be realistic. We just talked about that. Okay. Accept where you are in life, what's possible. Be honest. This is not time for pie in the sky. You know, I want to, why can't you, you know, I want to be an astronaut or something. That's not what we're talking about. Right. Um, Right. Um, And then start where you are now. David alluded to this before. Little steps, realistic. Where am I now? And moving forward from that. Mm Mm-hmm. I may have even said this recently. I don't know. I, I know it came up in a recent conversation, but years ago, a coach that I was working with said, you can't get there from not here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can't just magically teleport yourself to some other starting point and then begin. You have to start yes. from actually where you really are. So that, that and yeah. that's not always easy. Sometimes it's not easy to face the reality of where we are, but we, yeah. we can't, we can't actually plot a course without starting from, uh, from our origin point. Very good. Thank you. All right. So how do we define our who? I like to keep it really simple. A lot of people would be a big have a big journaling project and write long things and all of that. And to me, I think that's too much. Maybe some journaling will help you get clear. I am a firm believer in three words, and I use this a lot in the Success Club. We do this. It's for you know, for all kinds of things. Give me three words for who you want to be. I've got some examples here, and I want you to think of yours, David. So mine, now, at this point in my life, calm, happy, considerate. And yes, you could dig deeper on those. What does considerate mean to me? Well, it means being kind, but it's also more than being kind. It's also looking at it from the other person's point of view, more than I sometimes naturally do. Um, someone may name Jane, this is a fake person, may want their who might be organized to be peaceful, to be on time. Someone named Mark, and I'm actually, these are real examples. I've just changed names. Mark wants to be responsive. He wants to be dependable. He wants to be present. And the present means present with his family, present with his clients, his coworkers. 
Do you what do you think, David? You're writing. I feel like I'm on the Jeopardy final question. I yeah, I was just hearing the theme song in my head. No, I I, I am um I haven't narrowed it down to three words. So that gives me a little more work to do because I have kind of a bigger set of words, but I think they that that you can sort of fold some ideas into uh, you know, some, where there are multiples, they can be folded into one. So, you know, for example, I mean, I was just talking about being accepting of myself and, and really of others. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I like one of my, um, one of my, who I don't want to be words was, I don't want to be bitter towards other people. I don't want to be the sort of person that sort of keeps score or, or, lodges a a set of ideas about other people and doesn't allow for them to change or become who they're becoming and all of that. So I think those could probably be folded together. And I loved one of the words that you just used. I don't remember which example it was, but you used the word peaceful. Um, And I know you talked about yourself as calm, but maybe I think it was one of your examples. You said peaceful. Mm -hmm. And I think part of me being peaceful is accepting who I am and accepting others. And that, is a way that I can talk in a, in a, in a direction of targeting, not being bitter, not being angry with myself. Cause I don't generally get angry with others. Normally if I'm angry, it's at me. So yes. that's a, that's a word. I, so I, so I've got a little bit of work to do there into, into folding these, but, but, but one of the other words that I would, one of the other places that I want to go is that I want to be fruitful and I want to be creative and there's a sort of like a productive contributing. I, I like to serve. I'm a person that likes to serve others. And so for me to define that, I think I need to condense that down to one word. And so I might probably head in the direction of fruitful or um, productive. But I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to choose one word for that idea that's a little perhaps more. I'm not happy with either of those necessarily at the moment. Yeah. And... The thing that's coming up for me as you're talking is you're thinking it through, you're narrowing it down. Also, remember, these are not in stone. Mm. They can change. You can say, I want to be fruitful. And then in two weeks, it may pop it, the word might pop into your head. Oh, no, it's not fruitful. It's I want to be consciously sure. creative or, you know, whatever it might be. And sure. Something. Uh, So often we approach things thinking that this is it, this is the final thing, this is in stone, and no, it's not. In fact, when I have people do goal setting, I have them always write it in pencil. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. Because then you have this sense that you can erase it. So these are things you can write in pencil because they can and they will change. And as you're living it, you may realize, like I did with my considerate, I was kind and then I realized, no, there's more depth there sure. than just kindness. Consider it as kindness plus to me. Yeah, That's I my see definition. that. I see that. And there's a certain amount of empathy that, you know, you, you can you can be kind to people, but not actually give a crap about them. And there's like, I think there's a certain, I think that might be part of what you're talking about there potentially. Yeah. So another word that I would like to use or that's on my list and I, and I set this one out many, many years ago after a bunch of journal entries. And so this is way before my ADHD diagnosis. But I was, I was trying to articulate what I, what I wanted to be at that time. And the word was valuable. I want to be a person of value, which 
which means that if I'm on your team and I'm a contributor to your cause or we're working together on something, I want to be somebody that not only is reliable and dependable, um, but I'm showing up as my best self. I loved the one of the examples you gave. Someone talked about being present. I was like, that's a great word. Um, and so I'm kind of folding some of those ideas into into one. And for the moment, I'll call it valuable. Um, but that sounds almost a little too cheap in the sense that, like, maybe it sounds like I want to be high, highly paid or, or, you know what I mean? Yes. Which, which isn't When you what first I mean. said it, I was thinking, is that is that a financial thing, which didn't make sense to me? Right. Because this is a, well, it's a who, it's not a what. It's not a what, right. But a person yeah, is valuable. Yeah, so is that a distinction there? Because, yeah, we want you to be highly paid. We want you to be rolling in the bucks, David Johnson. Well, that's lovely. I love that idea. Um, maybe someday. But <laughs> but no, when I say it, that's not at all what I mean. Now, of course, I mean, you, you know, if you contribute a lot of value in theory, you know, um, maybe maybe some of it comes back to you. But the, But my point is just that. I want to be someone that's considered valuable mm-hmm. to have around a person of value. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're always missing your commitments or you're unreliable or you're, you're not present, then you can't be, you can't be a person of value. So that's, that's kind of the current word I think that I'm going to go for. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. I mean, these all, I feel like I'm, I'm missing big, big pieces of who I want to be. So I don't want to say that these are my three at the moment, but they're just some of the ones that are on my mind right now. And so I'm going to narrow down to three after, after, after today. <laughs> I very much appreciate you going through the process, David, because it's, this is where our listeners are probably going to be. Mm. They, if they hadn't thought about this yet, they're not going to have it just concrete out there knowing it it takes some work yeah and you are giving a lovely example of that well that's very kind of you to say you're being very kind is that considerate considerate. did i say it in a calm happy and considerate way so much so yes you did so i appreciate that um and i feel affirmed and that's just you know (laughs) i i know that we're we're short on time and so I think this is a good moment for me to mention one thing to our listeners, because if you are liking this process, this is such a practical, tangible example of what it's like to work with a coach and the ADHD success club is starting up again. And I just want to say it because Dana is not going to go into sales mode, (laughs) but um, if coaching might be right for you, I would like to urge you to check out the ADHD success club and you can find all that information at DanaRayburn.com. And Dana, I know that those examples that you were giving and so many of the stories that we hear on this podcast come from your work with people who you're coaching and people who participate in that ADHD success club. And it has been life changing for those people. And so I just wanted to take a moment and mention that to our listeners, because there's just sort of this unique moment in time that opens up every year around this time. And, um, it uh, doesn't mean that if you're listening to this episode and it's, it's and you're not listening to it right after we published it, that you shouldn't also go check it out because you should. You, I mean, sorry, we're not going to shoot on you. It will be worth your while to go check it out, even if you're not doing it at this time. However, um, for for everybody listening now, I I just wanted to urge uh, because this this just turned out to be such a beautiful example of working with Dana as a coach. So thank you, David. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I appreciate you you very much. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So I think we need to wrap this up for today because we both have stuff going on. Obviously, if David's in a hotel somewhere, he's got stuff going on. What sort of stuff? Not going to talk about at the moment. But you it's, never know. It's business and it's not monkey business. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Think about your who. What are your three words? Float something, massage it, work on it, realize you can change it. But use this as your guiding light for living easier for with ADHD, for working at becoming the person that you can be. Don't not settling for where you are now. All right. So on that note, have a very great week and we will talk to you next week on episode 112. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who squirrel uh, um, has ADHD or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.